Juan Toscano Anderson on the podcast to discuss his story and how he's fitting in on the team. This is Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. I'm J.P. Chunga on the Utah Jazz Podcast Network, presented by First Colony Mortgage, the official mortgage lender of the Utah Jazz, and MLS number 3112, equal housing lender. Juan Toscano Anderson, you know him as one of the players that the Jazz traded for from the Lakers. Well, how about we go a little bit deeper? I wanted to hear his story of growing up in Oakland to becoming a hometown hero, winning a championship with that group. He is a fantastic storyteller. Truly. Really good at it. So, you'll hear from him how he got into it, where the love of basketball started, and his take on this team. Coming in, completely new situation. You can see he has a high basketball IQ. He fits in. Good culture fit. Hard worker, here, zero drama. So that's going to help him along the way. So enjoy hearing us talk. I did this over the road trip. So a snapshot of where he was at during that. Five stars, nice reviews, that's all I ask of you. Let others know that you're listening to the podcast. And enjoy. Juan Toscano Anderson on Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. When it comes time to move, it's always a hassle. Loading everything in the truck, hoping the priceless antique from your mother doesn't break, and trying to juggle the kids and dog in the middle of it all is enough to drive anyone crazy. But it doesn't have to be that way. The friendly, background-checked movers at Bailey's Moving and Storage have the expertise to move your family across town or even around the world. So when it's time to move, think Bailey's Moving and Storage. Call today at 801-218-2640 or check them out online at baileysallied.com. I would say, you know, what are your early impressions of Utah? But we're not in Utah. We're doing this on the road as the team's in Charlotte. But what are your first impressions of the team? Trade happened a month ago. Of the team? Um, I think it's a really great group. Um, I've been around a lot of basketball. I've been around some good teams. And uh, I think this team has the capabilities to grow into um, a very competitive team. I think we're just really young. We've got a lot of learning to do, including myself. Um, but this is just what I see my, based on my observations and, um, you know, my early days here. I think uh, even though Will Hardy is in his first year as a head coach, um, I think he is – I think he's a dope guy. Uh, I think a gift that he has that some coaches don't have is, like, a, a great pulse. You know, understanding, like, the team, the dynamics, his players. Um He's really great in engaging with you know with us, and I appreciate that as a player, um, as I've gotten older. So uh, I like it here, man. It's pretty cool. What ha- was the energy of the locker room that you're coming in? Because you have a big adjustment as a player. One, mentally, I'm in a new place, and two, physically, how am I going to get my stuff from one place to the other? Like you're going through a little bit of of just that shock yeah. when when a trade happens. I mean, it's a lot, but. Um... You know, there are other things to complain about. Um, so I just take it in stride and, you know, it's a part of the job. Um, physically, like, you know, just learning the game again, um, 
learning new plays, learning a new offense, et cetera. Mentally, I mean, for a while, I was kind of like all over the place. Uh, Got to figure out, you know, just minor things in the grand scheme of things they're minor things but like you know uh my place in la how am i gonna get my clothes here to utah uh, what am i gonna do what is my living situation gonna be like i need to get my car here um so many things but uh i mean shout out to utah jazz they've made it incredibly easy for me uh, and i don't say that lightly like they've made it incredibly easy for me the tr- uh, in regards to the transition so i'm very appreciative of that um and it's just a part of growing I mean, I've done this my whole playing career pretty much. Playing overseas, you know, you're in a different situation every year. Um, You're picking up uh, summer jobs, spring jobs. So, like, I've, you know, packed two suitcases and a carry-on and traveled across the world. So it's no different doing it, uh, you know, to Utah. Well, and I'm sure you've already gone through culture shock. We were talking just before we got started going from California to Marquette. That's a pretty big uh, difference from having uh, no snow to a lot of snow yeah. in, in just one move and playing overseas. How have you seen yourself develop and get better at adjusting to different places? Um, it's it's a journey. I mean, everything is a journey. Learning a habit is a journey. Learning a skill is a journey. And uh, being mentally able to just uh, acclimate myself to different situations and different environments has been a journey. Uh, when I first got to Marquette, I wasn't um, – as open to being in a different place. Um, I was a California kid, been there my whole life. <clears throat> and so that was a culture shock, um, but I grew into it. And then like moving to Mexico, you know, playing internationally you know, in Europe and stuff like that. Like I just learned to accept places for what they are. Every, every place is different. Every situation is different. Every environment is different. And I know it sounds so cliche to say, but you just really have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Like the moment you think that life's like smooth and like you're just on cruise control, like you're totally wrong because then something else happens. So I just take it one day at a time and just learn to be like a chameleon, like just get in where I fit in. How uncomfortable was the uh, Buzz Williams training camp that he tried to break you at? Well, I mean, he's trying to, right? Yeah, he does sure. and, and does do that. I mean, he really wants you to build camaraderie. Like, he's going to push you to your limit, but I don't think he wants guys to break. I think he's, it's just a matter of, like, building camaraderie, building that cohesiveness within the team. Um, and so to answer your question, it was really uncomfortable. Uh, it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do physically, mentally, and emotionally. I mean, after, like, the third day, I was calling my mom, like, asking her, like, I don't know if I really want to play basketball. You think, like, this is worth it. Uh, but... When you accomplish it, it's one of the most gratifying things because you see yourself going through this. It's like really one of the hardest things a human being will have to do physically. It's like, um, like, um, not to say it's like the Marines or the Navy because I think that's uh, dismissive to what they actually go through. But you, you get what I'm saying, like, you know, the training process. And then you do it with a group of guys and it's like, wow, like, this was really cool to accomplish something, to figure it out because it's like mental games and stuff. So uh, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. I'm really appreciative of that time in my life. How do you not quit? Because I'm sure, you know, just the average person who isn't involved in competitive basketball or basketball at that level. I mean, being a college player, that's a big step up from being high school, college, a big step to being NBA. How do you not quit and keep going and keep pushing for a dream that you don't even see in sight just yet? Um, well, 
life, I don't know, without being super long-winded, like life is life and life is going to keep going. Um, And we all have to choose something to do in life. I mean, if you want to live life with a purpose, um, I don't just want to wander through life aimlessly trying to like figure out what it is I like or what I want to do. And so um, I would rather do basketball than, you know, anything, any other job in the world. This is what I love to do. And so um, I see everybody else. They have issues with their jobs. They have, you know, uncomfortable situations they go through, whether they get laid off or get a new boss and their boss doesn't. I don't know anything. Uh, you know, everything's going to be hard in life. And so I would rather it be this basketball, something that I love to do. Um, something that, you know, grants me so many different things in life. I mean, I get to meet so many people. I get to travel the world. Um, I get to play in, you know, field arenas. Um, it's, it's, it's a cool feat. It's a cool job. And like I said, I just have learned that everything's going to be hard in life. <laughs> yeah. That's for, for sure. For everything. Where'd you learn to love the game? What's the first hoop? Like what was that interaction of finding basketball? That's what I want to do. Um, so I grew up in a Mexican family. Um, all soccer pretty much. And when I was a kid, my uncle bought me a, a basketball hoop and we just put it in the driveway. And that's like where I really fell in love with the game. Like we used to shoot hoops on like a crate or go to the park and shoot some hoops, but it wasn't like something that I did consistently or like even thought that I loved to do. But when I, once I got the hoop, like I would go outside every day, shoot hoops. And then I started watching Allen Iverson uh, and Larry Hughes with the Warriors. That was one of my favorite players growing up, a really random player. But, um, yeah, shout out to my, my uncle. He bought me my first hoop, and that's where it happened. Wow, okay. And was it one of those Nerf ones? What was it? No, nah, it was like, um, I don't even know the brand, but it's like one of the big ones you put in the driveway and you okay. like press the yeah. button to like bring it up and down. And then uh, shortly thereafter, uh, Mrs. Addles, my third grade teacher, whom is Al Addles' uh Al Addles' wife, um, you know, a Warriors Hall of Famer. Uh, she was my third grade teacher, and she put me into Warriors camp. What was that experience, being a hometown guy, playing for the Warriors, getting it done for your hometown team, knowing the struggle that it took to get there and the family support that I'm sure that you had along the way just to get to that point where you're playing at home in Oracle? Uh, very memorable. Um it's like sometimes you look at life and you get these really amazing things happen to you. And it's like, dang, what did I do to deserve this? This is amazing. Um, and that was one of those things. Like, I mean, I went to Marquette, went and played in Europe, went and played in South America, went and played in Mexico. Uh, never did I ever think I was going to play in the NBA. Um, playing for the Warriors wasn't even a thought of mine. Like when they were going to the finals in 2015, 16, 17, whatever those years were, like I was just a fan. And it never like – dawned upon me like, hey, what what would it be like to play for this team? I never even, that never even crossed my mind. It was just like, wow, it would be cool to play with that team. But I never thought about it in a way where like, yo, that could be me. Um, and so like, I mean, that's that's my team. That's The Warriors are always going to be my team. I grew up in Oakland. I'm a Warriors fan. I've always been a Warriors fan. Um, so that was special to me, but then like to see my family enjoy it the same way that I did because they too are fans. And now 
there are more more fans because like oh my son plays for the team my nephew plays for the team my brother plays for the warriors like i think there's like just a different sentiment there and then to finally like uh win a championship uh with the hometown team like that was just icing on the cake and um the parade was the best day of my life i don't think any day will ever top that day um I don't know, maybe when I have a kid or my kid graduates college, I don't know, or get married, but like that that day was incredible. I'll never forget that day. My whole family was and my friends were able to um experience that with me. You know, they don't they don't get to play in the games. So they're kinda like on the outside looking in. But now like to be on the bus and during the parade and I mean I heard millions of people came out and like these millions of fans to be screaming at us and like cheering us on. Um, I'm glad they got to see it in a different perspective. I thought that was really cool. What's the best story you have from the celebration? PG story. <laughs> um, I think the best part was... Um, was it the parade? Like, was the parade like the best part of... Best part of the whole celebration. Enjoying it. Finally winning. Getting, getting over the top. Um, I think there's two parts and they're kind of like more just seeing how other people you know um experienced those moments the first was you know after we won or during the game kind of it was like two and one like during the game in the third quarter like Steph's cooking and he just walks over to the crowd and does this and it's like you know how much like how much courage you have to have like to do that in the finals you know and on the road and I just thought that was, you know, I really appreciate the greats. I've gotten the opportunity to play with Steph and LeBron. And, you know, I appreciate greatness because it's not every day that you get to be around greatness. Like, those guys are great. They're going to go down as, you know, some of the best to ever do this. Um, so that was incredible. And then, like, to see him cry after, you know, we won, it was just like, I wasn't even kind of experiencing it for myself. I was experiencing it through him. But that was something that was cool to me. Um, that's something I'll share with my kids and my grandkids one day. And um, so that was one moment. Uh, the second moment was uh, my immediate family, like my brothers and sisters and my mother were on the bus with me. Um, but like my cousins, uh, some of my aunts and, you know, uh, a little some other relatives, they were all in one area at the parade. So I was able to find them and kind of like celebrate a moment with them. Uh, we popped a bottle of champagne um, and like they were just so fired up. And it just, every like little moment was like a reminder of how special this moment was. Like every time you think like you're climaxing and then you're coming down, it's like, oh, like this is like, this is supposed to be appreciative, appreciated and like exciting. And, you know, you get to experience so many other people's emotions, like, and it's contagious. So um, those are like the two moments, like the Steph moment. And then the moment with my family were probably like the best times of. Steph was cooking. Oh man. He was amazing. He's different. <laughs> He really is. He is very different. Him and Draymond. Draymond, uh, in that series, like flipped a switch where he was unreal defensively. Yeah, I got to learn a lot from uh, those two guys, especially Draymond. He and I are really close. Um, what Steph is offensively, that's what Draymond is defensively. Oh, yeah. A lot of people just don't see it and can't understand it because – one, they don't see the game how, you know, people who watch the game and are around the game every day. And two, most important, some people just don't understand the ins and outs of basketball. Um, it's much deeper than statistics and stuff like that. So 
uh, you know, kudos to those two guys. Uh, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, playing alongside them. Well, and Draymond, even offensively, he's a super computer. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. He's he's a good player, but defensively, he's yeah. incredible. He's like I said, Steph is like in a different category than other players, but that's what Draymond is defensively. He's just in a different category than other players. How do you fit in on a group like that that has three Hall of Famers, that has these great shooters around you, and you are on the court knowing how to play with them? Because it's not easy to go out there and play with these all-time greats. You just can't fight, figure out how to compliment them. Um, I mean, it's it's not easy to play with those guys because everybody can't do it, but it is really easy to play with those guys. I mean, one thing about, like, basketball is, like, they tell you, like, cut. And you may not be open, but you'll get somebody else open. You know, screen. You may not be open, but you'll get somebody else open. And it was one of those things playing with those guys, like, get them open. And if they're not open, that's because two people are guarding them. So you'll probably be open. Um, and I understood that. So I would just, like, go get Steph open. Go get Jordan Poole open. Go get Clay open. And if they weren't open, Draymond would just hit me on the cut. That's, you know, it's just simple basketball. It's, you know, learning, knowing how to read the game, knowing how to play, knowing when to cut, how to cut. Um, and, you know. Like I said, just know how to read. Now let me tell you about First Colony Mortgage. They've been serving the lending needs of Utah for more than 35 years. As a mortgage banker, First Colony Mortgage offers advantages over other lenders. Not only do they process mortgages, they also underwrite, fund, and close mortgage loans all in-house. Their expert team is ready to help you with your home financing needs. Just check them out. First Colony Mortgage, the official mortgage lender of the Utah Jazz. you when I watch just preparing for this really stand out one I'm sure you get asked about it all the time because it was insane to watch Boston where you're diving out of bounds to save a ball and you crack open your head Mm -hmm. how do you even get to that point where you're putting your body on the line just to save a, a ball in a it's a primetime game it's it's a big moment but just for a, a play, how do you get to that point? I think like just being lost in the game. Um, and that's one thing like this game has been for me is just kind of like an escape from real life. And like I'm super competitive. Uh, I love to compete. I love to win. Um, and I'll pretty much do whatever it takes to win, like in anything in life. That's how competitive I am. I hate to lose. Um, and I just saw the ball going out of bounds and I didn't necessarily think that I was going to fall over the scores table and crack my head. Um, but I was just going for the ball, made a play on the ball. And I'm glad that Steph ended up hitting the shot. Cause that's a clip. Like I'm actually going to get that. So, you know, those frames, like you can get in your house that play like short clips. Yeah. I'm actually going to get that one day oh. and put that on my wall because it's pretty cool. I mean, if yeah. you watch the whole play, like I save the ball, Jordan Poole gets it, he passes to Steph, and he tells the ref, like, yo, get him. Like something's but that play was it was crazy because 
once you like, I have this huge like scar on the top of my head. It's like the skin has scarred over. Um, and but once you sit back and really think about that play, like not to get overly dramatic or anything, but like I could have killed myself on that play. Like I hit the corner of a metal, you know, a metal step. Um, and I just remember like looking up at the young lady who was sitting at the table and like her eyes just like, I was just looking over her, her eyes were like, and I just remember like hearing ding, like, you know, like if you hear a flash bomb yeah. or a flash grenade is, and then uh, everybody ran over and somebody was like, don't touch your head. I, I don't know why they said that. And the first thing I did was touch my head yeah. and it's like, you could, I could literally feel like my fingers going into the groove in my head. And once I felt that, I just passed out because I was just like, oh, wow, like what's, you know, what's happening? I saw blood. Um, and I think I got up relatively quick as I, cause I've watched that clip, you know, a thousand times. Um, I probably got up a little quicker than I should have. So I don't, I think that, you know, from a public perception or other people's perception, like, oh, it wasn't that serious, but like, I had to get a bunch of stitches, you know, I hit my head and it's crazy, but I would do that again. I mean, it's a moment I'll never forget. It's part of the game. I love yeah. the game and, you know, stuff like that happens with the game, but it was, a, it was crazy. It was a crazy moment. I was so shocked that you got back up uh, after <laughs> that. Seriously. I mean, jumping over the table. Oh my goodness. I was, it was quite the play. Yeah, it was a cool play. I mean, like I said, I'm glad Steph hit the shot because then it wouldn't be the same if it, he missed the shot. The other one for you is uh, the dunk against the Suns mm -hmm. on JaVale McGee. I mean, it's exactly what you were explaining before. Cutting and you'll get open. Yeah. And some players just don't do that. Yeah. How, how do you get to that point where you're in that position to get that dunk, have that moment? Yeah, well, if you watch the whole play, uh, something happened and um, – Mikael Bridges and I fell for the ball like it was a loose ball at the half court and he like kicked me in the face. It wasn't purpose on purpose. Yeah. Um, kicked me in the face, but I'm like, like I just go. And I got up, got off the ground. And like I've always like played this in my head. Like just it, it was it's like the perfect angle coming down the middle of the paint on a perfect pass where you can literally take either one dribble or just one step and just go up. Like, it's not very often that you all those things happen, like culminate at one time. Like, there's nobody in the, in the way. You don't have to, like, take an odd step. It's not like a bad pass or a late pass. Like, everything was perfect. Draymond scooped it to me, and I just saw JaVale, and I'm just it's like, just go up. Uh, so I went up and dunked on him, uh, and that was pretty cool. I, I was so surprised by it because I didn't even know, what like, how to celebrate. Like, I'm like, wow. Because <laughs> it's JaVale McGee, and it's – you know, it was like my first real, real poster in the NBA. Um, and like I said, JaVale McGee, he's he's in the league to block shots. Um, at home, in those classic Warrior jerseys, which were really cool. Uh, it was it was a cool moment. I have a huge painting, a painting of it uh, in my house. A painting? Yeah. Who'd you get to paint it for you? Uh, my girlfriend bought it for me for Christmas, I want to say. Yeah, Christmas. Um, and it's funny because the guy she bought it from, he sent it, but it got delayed in the mail. So I guess he was under the impression that we had already had it and he posted it on Twitter. 
So when I seen it on Twitter, I immediately DM'd him. I'm like, hey, can I buy it? And I told my girlfriend, I'm like, hey, uh, like I'm gonna try to buy this painting from this guy. It's really nice. And she's just playing it all, but come to find out, like he wasn't supposed to post it. Yeah. So I'd already saw it before she surprised me with it, but it's a really nice painting. It's still a good surprise. Yeah, I mean it's really cool. And I got a picture of uh a print of it and asked him to sign it. <laughs> So, uh, but, you know, it's, those are cool memories. Everybody wins in the end on that. For sure. Uh, looking at just what you're going to provide the Jazz here for the last stretch run, where do you think that this team is and how can you help them out? Um, I think this team has a ton of potential. Uh, I think it's a really good group. Um, it's not often, you know, not even just in the NBA, but like anywhere, you know, whether it be AAU, college, or it's not often where you can go into a locker room and like everything's just cohesive. Like everybody likes each other. Everybody, everything flows. Uh, the energy's great. Um, with staff included, you know, uh, the staff here is amazing. I've only known them for a short amount of time, but um, energy doesn't lie. Vibes don't lie. Body language doesn't lie. And I pay attention to all those things. You know, it's not always what you say verbally. Um, and so the vibes here are great. Um, I'm enjoying basketball here. Um, uh, hopefully I can find a home here. Um, you know, I was able to spend some um, prolonged amount of time in Golden State, short time in L.A., uh, which is the coolest part of the business. But I'm hoping to find a home here in Utah with the Jazz um, because I, I'm having fun here. Um, I'm happy here. Um, everybody's cool from Justin Zanuck down. Um, Will Hardy. I like Will Hardy a lot, man. I haven't really told him that, but uh, like I said, I've been around a lot of basketball and a lot of coaches, and he's just got that. What is it about him? I don't know what it is. People talk about it. People say, you know, like, Will Hardy kind of just has it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that you can't teach. It's one of those things you can't buy. Uh, but real recognizes real, and I recognize it in him. Um and like I told her, I actually told him one night, uh, one night we were at dinner, I'm like, I, I don't know what it is, but I just feel like we understand one another. Um, and I hope that stands true on both sides. Maybe I just understand him. But, um, you know, like I said, from Justin Zanuck, Will Hardy, everybody down, uh, Lamar Skeeter, who I work with, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, it's been great here so far. And like I said, I just hope to find a home. Did you expect this from Lowry Markkinen? No, nah, I didn't. And uh, like I, uh, I've been saying it's crazy because, you know, what people were saying about him prior to him coming to Utah, um, it's incredible and refreshing to see. I like to see people do well in life. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think in this business, people get written off too fast. Like, it's the best league in the world. It's like you going to be working the with the best you know, people who do podcasts, like there's going to be competition. There's old man in the three, <laughs> you know, there's going to be time places where you need to grow and where you need to learn and get better. And I think that's, that's just happened for him. Like he's just growing, getting better, learning. And I mean, look at him now going from being called a bust to being, a, you know, all-star in the West. That's incredible. Um, so I'm, you know, super happy for him. Like I said, I love to see, you know, people doing well, whether I know them, whether they're my teammates or not. Like, I just like to see people doing well in life. So. Even Chris Dunn, you know, people gave up on him exactly. quick. Exactly. And then you see him contribute on NBA floor now, and he's defending, he's uh, 
playing the point for this. And it's cool to see because I played against Chris Dunn in college. So I've, you know, I've seen this since Providence. Exactly. I've seen this since Providence. So, uh, like I said, I like to see people doing well, man. I'm very happy for him. We're happy for you that you're on this team and we're looking forward to the rest of the run. I appreciate that. Juan Toscano Anderson on Roundball Roundup on utahjazz.com. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me.